Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Social media platforms at Harp on Sports, Twitter, and Instagram. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. HarpOnSports.com. Also, consume us via the auditory landscape, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcasts. What do we have in store for you today? Well, how about this? Baselli finally breaks through for the Jaguars, headed to the Hall of Fame. Is it overdue? Yeah. Is it long overdue? No. And this year's Hall of Fame has a theme. It actually does when you look at it. So we're going to look at that. Also, Super Bowl is here. Who's going to win? I don't think it's going to be close. I shouldn't say I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be in doubt. But halfway through the third quarter, you're going to know who's going to win this Super Bowl. So we're going to look at that. And also something that I think is fascinating. Antonio Brown coming out and saying, listen up, NFL. Kanye West buying the Denver Broncos. Or alluding to Kanye and... (laughs) Tough for me. I'd even say it out loud. Donda. Donda. Here you come. Kanye going to buy the NFL or take the NFL over by buying the Denver Broncos. Why that is never going to happen. The NFL will never allow that to happen. But should they start to consider more things like this? We're going to explore that. So I'm going to dive into that coming up as well. Okay. Starting off first with Tony Baselli finally getting into the Hall of Fame. Is it overdue? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's overdue a little bit. Not overwhelmingly overdue, but the last two or three years, I thought he could get in. Not right away. He gets in on his, what? This is his 16th year of eligibility. Not 16th time, but 16th year of eligibility. Let's face it. You've got to be elite slam dunk to get in right away. You really, really do. Like, not even think twice about it to get in right away. Guys like Andre Johnson don't get in right away. Guys like Tim Brown, Chris Carter didn't get in right away. There's certain guys like, whoa, it took, okay. T.O. didn't get in right away. And for all their off-the-field antics, whatever it may be, you need to be really special to get in right away. And that's the theme of this year's class. I wrote it down. It's an old-school showcase. Tony Baselli, 16th year of eligibility. Sam Mills, 20th year of eligibility. Sam Mills, I'm 43 now. Sam Mills hasn't played since I was in college. Actually, yeah, right around then. I think Sam Mills' last year in the NFL was my freshman year in college. That's how long he's waited. Sam Mills is almost 60. He may actually be 60. That's how long he's waited. 20th crack at it. Long time. Uh, Leroy Butler, 16th crack at it. Bryant Young, who played against Tony Baselli when Bryant Young was at Notre Dame and Tony Baselli was at USC. Think about that one. Tony Baselli's at USC. Bright Young was at Notre Dame. Played, played against each other in college. Bright Young finally gets in. And then Richard Seymour gets in one of his fifth, fifth crack at it. So it is. It's an old school showcase. What the NFL did with the Hall of Fame this year is they went through and they looked around and said, who's been waiting in this line the longest? And the NFL made the conscious decision this year. They did as everybody went through and you know, you can sit here and say whether or not, well, that wasn't what they planned. That wasn't what the writers planned. Well, that's what happened. Plan, not plan. That's what happened. Everybody looked around and said, oh, Devin Hester, 
Andre Johnson, you young bucks, you, you can wait another year. These guys have waited decades. You have guys on this list that have waited decades, plural, to get in. Decades. Whereas a couple guys have had to wait years. That's just how the NFL works. The NFL is getting in line. The NFL is the equivalent of the fast pass option at any major amusement park. Disney World, Disneyland, Cedar Point, Kings Island, Six Flags. You pick it. That's what the Hall of Fame is. Some people have the fast pass and even get to skip that line. Friends and family. But the fast pass, okay, I can cut to the front, but you're not exactly at the front, are you? Not quite. And everybody else has to wait in the regular line. So what happened this time? This was the time the NFL held up their hand and said, all right, you in the regular line come through. Fast passers, you're going to wait here a second. So what happened. And all these guys deserving, you bet. I look at some other guys that in the NFL is one of these things. You have a debate for a couple years about a guy, but they eventually get in. They do. Tony Baselli, 16 years. Sam Mills, 20. Leroy Butler, 16. Bryant Young, 10. It's a long time to wait. That is a long time to wait for any of those guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're in now. And Richard Seymour, again, it's a dude that hadn't played in the NFL in 10 years. None of these guys have played in the NFL in 10 years. Not a single one of these guys has played in the National Football League in over a decade. Some over 20 years. So next year, first time eligibility, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas. I would think that those guys are automatic, but there's no guarantee. They're not slam dunk, oh my God, without a doubt, automatic, moving on. They're, they're not. If Brady ends up retiring, he will be. Drew Brees will be, but these are quarterbacks. It's tough to find a position player that's without a doubt done, oh my gosh, he's in. Julius Peppers here in a couple years, yeah. I'm trying to think of guys on other sides of the ball that are without a doubt, oh my gosh. And that's what the NFL should teach you just how value the quarterback position is, but there are no slam dunks in any position. There just aren't. I, I can't think. I mean, Darrell Reeves and Joe Thomas should get in, but then again, Andre Johnson should get in. And what you have now is you have a log jam at receiver, kick returner, Hester, Andre Johnson, Tory Holt. There's three Steve Smith. Steve Smith senior will be eligible next year too. He's not getting in right away. These guys aren't getting maybe one or two of these kickers will get or returners will get in. One of these two receivers will get in. So it'll be, Check, check. Okay, we got... Because what did they do here? Baselli was the only offensive guy that got in, by the way. Baselli, offensive line. Mills, what? Linebacker, Butler, defensive back. Young, defensive line. Seymour, defensive line. They cleaned up log jams on the defensive line. That's what they did. Three of the guys that got in are defensive linemen. Or two of the guys that got in defensive linemen. Uh, one linebacker. One defensive back. There's still guys out there that haven't gotten over the hump yet that you can sit there and say, he deserves to be, he deserves to be, and I get it. But this, the NFL is always going to have a group of people that are just waiting. And this year they went and got the guys that have been waiting in line the longest. So then the other debate will begin. The Fred Taylors of the world, those guys that have waited that haven't even got on the counting list yet or the checklist yet. Again, look at it like the Hall of Fame in football is like a line at the amusement park. Fast pass, regular line, friends and family to the front. So good for them on all those fronts. At least this year they did it by committee virtually. There's no knocking on the door anymore. I thought, think of, of anything archaic and cruel. And the Hall of Fame does a lot of things really, really well. But the thing that they did that I always thought was just poor was, okay, we're going to vote. Now go up in the room and sit in the room. We'll come knock on your door if you're, if, if you're in. Can you imagine how heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching that was for guys like Art Monk? Those guys over the years, Baselli for four years. Hey, go sit in the room. We'll come knock on the door if we want you. This thing is just awful. All you do is walk up to him and say, hey, man, you didn't get in this year. This whole knocking on the door, it just, it, it's, mm. I don't like 
hosing people over when you know the answer. I just don't. I think you need to treat people better than that. I do. Especially when you've invited them. They're your guests. Don't treat them like garbage. It's like inviting your guest and serving them something that you knew they wouldn't want. Or lying about it. It's chicken. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. It's cat. No, you can't, you can't do that to him. Uh, from that to this. The Super Bowl. We're going to say the Super Bowl. Because I want to do this Kanye thing first. Antonio Brown. Geez, the guy's not making news. He's making news. Uh, coming out and saying, watch out, NFL. Hey, NFL. Kanye West buying the Denver Broncos. Yep, we're going to buy the Broncos. Now, Antonio Brown can't afford the Denver Broncos. Kanye West can't afford the Denver Broncos. I went through and looked. The Denver Broncos right now are the fifth least valuable team in the NFL. Right around $2.8 billion. Kanye West is loaded. Way more loaded than I thought he was. I knew that dick, that cat had money. I had no idea Kanye West had this much money. Kanye West is worth a reported $1.3 billion. No idea Kanye West was worth that much money. I knew he was wealthy. I didn't think he was, oh my gosh, a bi- I didn't think Kanye West was a billionaire. I didn't. To give you an idea how much Kanye West is worth, Michael Jordan is only worth $1.6 billion. I say only. Think about Michael Jordan and how long he's been in our lexicon, how long Michael Jordan has been a part. Nike, Air Jordan, the brand, the, 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 the Wizards coming back and playing, all Space Jam, everything that Michael Jordan stands for. Michael Jordan's worth $1.6 billion. Conway's worth $1.3 billion. And what was fascinating about this, I wrote down some numbers because I'm thinking, well, yeah, minority ownership would be pretty cool in the NFL. How many minority owners do we have in the NFL? Three? Four? Uh, this is interesting. Of the, is it, I want to make sure I get my numbers right here. There are over 100 billionaires in America, over 200 billionaires in America, which is ridiculous, but there's over 200 billionaires in America. Only seven are African-American. Kanye's one of them. Tyler Perry's a billionaire. They're all in the entertainment field. Most of them. A couple of them are investors. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey could afford to buy the Denver Broncos. Kanye couldn't. Now, if you took Kanye and pulled Kanye together with Tyler Perry, but then again, if you're worth a billion, that doesn't mean you have a billion dollars liquid cash. It just means you're worth a billion. You're going to sell your house and sell everything and live in an apartment while you own the team. To own an NFL team, there. this was always great. Chris Rock always made this point. Shaq is rich. The guy that signed Shaq's paychecks are, is wealthy. I thought, whoa. Yeah, that's a good point. Shaq's rich. But the bus family's wealthy. Big difference. Now, would I love to see Kanye owning the Denver Broncos? I think it'd be ridiculous and hilarious. And before you say, oh, Seth, that, that can't happen. How's it any more ridiculous than what's going on with the Ross family in Miami? What's going on with the Snyder family in D.C.? Don't tell me. You know, everybody's going to make fun of this. You're probably going to get this Kanye owning the Denver Broncos story on this podcast before anybody else really starts talking about it. You are. But it's going to blow up, and it's going to it's going to start to be places. People are like, this is ridiculous. He's not mature enough. He's not. He's he's he was nothing and turned himself into a billionaire. He didn't inherit his money like a lot of these guys did. He didn't inherit his money. He didn't inherit the team like the Raiders inherited the team, uh, or the Davis family, the Mara family, the Rooney family. I have respect for those families, but they inherited the team. Kanye West. Made $1.3 billion on his own. He did. But it couldn't be just Kanye. You'd have to have five or six people go in. And the NFL hates, hates this, where there's a bunch of different owners involved because there's no buck stops here. It's what makes Green Bay such a weird situation as well. But look, I, 
I'm all for more minority ownership. Oprah could do it. Talk Oprah into buying a team. She buy the Bears, turn them into a winner. She's a Chicago girl. But that just shows you how much money you need to buy an NFL team. It just does. I'm not against the idea. I would much. I, NBA teams are a little bit cheaper. But again, what NBA team are you going to buy? And NFL teams don't come available. Well, an NFL team comes available for sale about every three or four years. Tough to get your hands on. They just are tough to get your hands on. You just need just an obscene amount of money. You almost have to be pharmaceutical hedge fund. You have to be on a different level to be able to afford one. I'd love to see Kanye owning an NFL team. There's no way on earth the owners are going to allow that. No way. Why? How many people would want to go play for him? Tons of people. Think about the logic behind everybody get upset about this. Kanye can't. The reason Kanye can't own an NFL team is it wouldn't be fair to the other 31 teams in the league. Think about every football player. Every athlete thinks they're a rap star. Every rap star thinks they're an athlete. Say that again. <laughs> every athlete thinks they're a rap star, a hip-hop star. Every hip-hop star or rap star think they're an athlete. So you'd have people going out, I'm going I'm to go play for the Broncos and maybe get a record deal with Kanye. It, that's the type of stuff you'd have happening. I think it'd be hilarious. They would never, ever let this happen. Ever, ever, ever. I think you'd see Jeff Bezos on a team sooner or later. But if what what is true down in... Miami, they could be available too. So start watching out for that. Watch that, 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 that. That's going to be the next one. Especially they can prove that you're trying to throw games on purpose. All right. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I think it'll be competitive for about a half, and then the Rams are just going to squeeze the life out of Cincinnati. They just are. Joe Burrow, look, the Titans punished him. The Chiefs' defensive front wasn't great. It wasn't. They were able to run the ball in Kansas City, and just Kansas City couldn't hold on to the ball in the second half, and it just got ugly. Aaron Donald is pretty much unblockable, and you saw what a good Titans defensive line did to Joe Burrow. You saw what an okay Kansas City line did in the first half to Cincinnati and confused them with Joe Burrow. What's going to happen when you have Aaron Donald and then Jalen Ramsey and those guys? Look, Cincinnati's a great story, but I think this thing could end up a lot like that Denver Broncos-Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl, where... A lot of people like the Falcons. Remember the Falcons upset the Falcons upset the Vikings. We we're having this Vikings Broncos clash. Vikings almost went undefeated that year. They like seventeen and one. You're like, oh my gosh, here it comes. Vikings get upset. Gary Anderson, Morton Anderson, the battle of the kickers, and lo and behold, Atlanta gets there. And okay, Denver won the year before. They were ready for it and smash. Here it comes. I know it's been a couple years since the Rams have been there. Four years since the Rams have been there. But here's the thing: was it or has it been three years since the Rams have been there? been a couple been three years since Rams have been there there's guys on this Rams team that have been there and I I I don't put too much stock in that but prep wise the Rams look lost in their Super Bowl with the Patriots even though they had more talent they're not going to look lost against the Bengals they're just not and Matt Stafford finally his stage and you look at Matt Stafford's numbers Matt Stafford's got almost 50,000 yards passing in his career 323 touchdowns with 161 picks all those years in anonymity are just putting along in Detroit he wins the Super Bowl that goes in his back pocket, and then all of a sudden he starts to set his sight on 400 touchdowns in his career and 60,000 yards passing. Now these marks are going to end up being not in the top 10 in 10 years because of just the longevity of everybody in the league. But if Matt Stafford retires, with if he plays for three more years after this and gets to you know 400 yard 400 touchdowns and 60,000 yards passing, I mean he he eclipses Elway and all those numbers. He not going to eclipse Peyton Manning, not going to eclipse Tom Brady, but he starts to close on the Brett Favre's of the world. So, look, I, I mean, with a Super Bowl under his belt, he, he starts to enter those discussions. 
it's Matt Stafford Super Bowl. You wonder what Super Bowl what the theme was every year. What's the theme of the Super Bowl? Last year, you know, it was Brady versus Mahomes. Is can Mahomes catch Brady all time? And trying to debate who can catch Brady all time. Let me let me stop you. None of them are. Even having that discussion is a waste of time. I saw an article earlier this week. Broken with a win this year, Burrow can start to set his eyes on Tom Brady. Oh, for crying out loud, he's seven away. If he wins one, now he's six away. Great. You have Josh Allen, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Lamar Jackson, the AFC. Guys up and coming like Justin Herbert, seven Super Bowls. The AFC, nobody's getting there. Just forget it. There's a reason reason nobody got there until now, and none of these guys are getting there either. Just not. You don't don't have that Belichick Brady. You just don't have that brain power. It's not going to happen. I think somebody could get to three or four. I think Mahomes could win three. I think Josh Allen could win three. I think Joe Burrow could win three or four. Justin Herbert's got that talent. He just does. But look, I think Matt Stafford has a better chance to win three before any of these other guys have a chance to win three. Well, maybe with the exception of Mahomes. Because the Rams are loaded. But they're going to win. I say 31-17. Rams win 31-17. They cover the three and a half. I, I don't think this thing's much of a game. I, after the second half, I don't think it's much of a game. I think you could be sitting there looking at things like 17-7 to at halftime and then, you know, 24-7, to 24-14, 31. That, that's the type of game it's going to be where it's like, okay, it's a two-possession game in here. It's a, one of those that you're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. It's not going to be like that, but I – Look, the Bengals had trouble sh- shutting down the Chiefs in the second half. They were able to get the Chiefs finally to, to slow down. With Cooper Cup and what the Rams can do, I, I just don't I just don't see it. I don't. And there in L.A., they're comfortable. Remember, the Rams players are sleeping in their own bed all week long. The Bucks did that last year, and in COVID, and the, it matters. It matters. Uh, by the way, I wrote these down, too. This will be the fifth time. Quarterbacks from the same conference have played each other in the Super Bowl. You think about that. You're 56 Super Bowls. Only five times of quarterbacks from the same conference played each other. The first time was Fran Tarkenton, Kenny Stabler, SEC. The second time it happened. And, you know, you have to go back and look for some of these because you're like, wow. The second time it happened, believe it or not, it wasn't until 20, 24 years ago, 23 years ago. It's been a while. That's only the second time it ever happened. So go way back, Tarkenton and Stabler. Then it took a while. And then you got one with Chandler, who played at Washington in Elway, right? Stanford boy. And then after that, you had Grossman and Manning, Florida. See, everybody forgets about Grossman and Manning, SEC-SEC clash. And then you had Brady and Wilson, Wisconsin and Michigan. And then, of course, Manning, Cam Newton. And now you have this one. So this will be, what, the sixth time? Previous five? Six times you had SEC versus SEC. Three and a half point spread. Not going to be that close. Rams 31-17. And Jalen Ramsey and, you know, company. The team with the most talent in the NFL is going to win the Super Bowl. And I picked the Rams at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl, by the way. I picked the Rams over the Titans. Got that wrong. But Rams picked them to win the Super Bowl. That's why I wore Rams colors. Speedy. Harfod Sports, the bar. There you go. All good stuff. Make you some money this Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, follow, share, like, subscribe. You know the platforms at Harp on Sports Instagram, Twitter, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports The Bar, uh, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcast. And of course, you can check out everything at harponsports.com as well. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends. <laughs>